Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We should have rehearsed that bit. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stace and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking but not saying. Coming up this app. I had a boyfriend who was cheating on me and evidently everyone knew about it except me and then it took one girlfriend to actually pull me aside. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer, welcome on over for another weekly chitty chat. Yes. We're very glad you're here. We are so thrilled you're here. Thanks for coming back each and every week for some of you. You might be new to the podcast. People are still very confused about how podcasts work. Yeah, but then again, my mum listened to a podcast the other day. She must have streamed it online, I reckon. It was about her, which was awkward. Oh, Christ. <laughs> about the... They um, always find the ones that are I about I don't know them. how. I'm like, why now have you decided not to be check challenged? Like, yeah, yeah, After yeah. all of this time, this has been going for quite... Like, for very many years. Mm. But, you know, and then she said, um, and I played it to Dad too. It was about them breaking up, oh. but then they're still like talking. And then she played it to dad, and it was about them, their relationship breakdown. It's just weird. That is very weird. I just said, weird. please never listen again. Our lives are quite strange <laughs> like that. I mean, where do you stop? You just have to keep going, don't you? You know what, though? I will say, I'm really glad they heard what I had to say without me actually having to say it to them. Yeah, but that's another form of passive aggressive, mate. You might want to talk to them. I've said bits and pieces to them, so they would, it wouldn't be a complete surprise. Okay, but okay. then actually hearing at full length. I don't know, and having a bit of separation from it rather than them kid, their kid talking to them on the phone about it is different. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. guess you could look at it as a positive way to f- really know what you are thinking. But that's I thought my dad very was, confronting as a parent. Oh, I, I thought my dad was going to call me up and have a go. Never once mentioned it. Yeah, right. He didn't say anything. He's losing sleep over it. <laughs> nah. I don't think so. Uh, if you haven't listened to our show, we are two radio chicks that talk shit on this podcast. All the thoughts we're thinking but not saying. You can listen to us um, on our show nationally from 7 to 9 throughout the week. They replay us on a Sunday at some point. Yeah, we're kicking around. I th- what even time is it? Don't know. <laughs> it's, for, it's for an hour. Well, it's two hours and it's an hour and we're now, we know definitely it's at night time yeah. on U- Sundays. Mostly Ubers, I think. <laughs> really, let's face it. Ubers. Um, and you can download other episodes of this podcast. We have been doing this for several years. So uh, if you are familiar, not familiar, make sure you head back on uh, the website, thethinkergirls.com.au. We speak to so many incredible women that are very generous with opening up and having a chitty chat just like we are with girlfriends. This particular chick, I don't know, she seems like she could be friends with anyone. Yeah, you really get that vibe, which I think is a really big it's a really big hard thing to do, I think, sometimes, especially within commercial media, to well, just see someone and then I don't know, not even really say anything, very but, to, but to get a, a energy from someone through a 
screen. But I think this particular chick that we're talking about that will join us uh, in a sec is also comes across very authentic. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, yeah, everyone will get along with her, but maybe she's a bit fake or mm-hmm. he's a bit fake. Um, we think, yeah, that this she's the bee's knees. You may recognise her um, as a presenter on Sunrise on Channel 7. Um, and we are, of course, talking about Edwina Bartholomew. <laughs> Hello, chick. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm actually a total mole. What? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Well, at yeah. least you're straight. Really unfortunate. S- sell it to the Daily Mail. Get a writer. Yeah, get yeah, us yeah. some press. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. make this shit happen. Uh, I feel like I should have kind of declared to all of my family, friends, partner, ex boyfriends that I'm coming on and may discuss them like your parents. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit like that, Eddie. It's funny because, um, I don't know, we're very mindful of that considering the kind of show that we do because other people's stories are their stories, obviously. But at the same time, our stories are also ours. So it's about <laughs> finding that real fine line of you saying the way you see the world and keeping a kind of idea that other people could be affected. It's a tricky yeah. a tricky. Yeah, and line. I don't think it's something that you ever clock either. No. Like each and every day you go, okay, well, how, do I, how am I navigating this one? Yeah, let me tell this story and hope that they don't recognise that the story is about them. Except, yeah, it'll be fine. except as a mask, I'll call them Mamina <laughs> <laughs> and and Dad for the. <laughs> they will never the, know. <laughs> seriously, um, if you found us through Eddie, welcome to this podcast. Um, we will each bring a gem to the table, which is a thought that we're thinking but not saying, uh, and we'll have Philip the Duck that will rein us in, so we don't crap on for too long um so eddie if you do hear a random sound effect of a duck it, it is live in the studio <laughs> he's, he's the only man that's ever been on this show i was thinking maybe we should expand out you know have a bit of a chat to the fellas the other day well hang on there was lane beachley's husband that was on like for one second that time remember when he was in the background yeah he really wanted to get him kirk included. yeah, yeah. kirk pipe up with the song from the background <laughs> well we wish amazing. no Could you imagine oh, i good. It was good to get him to Wayne, but we were also like, all right, pipe down now. <laughs> it's Lane's turn. He's an absolute legend. I actually just went to a health retreat randomly with my mum and my sister um, in April, and Lane Beachley happened to be there. She oh, is isn't that stunning. Lane. Divine. She's, she's just amazing. Amazing. Mum, hilarious, um, meets her for the first time and says, you have such beautiful blue eyes. No idea who she is. Um, not really following the surfing circuit, mum. And then so good. also, mum, not so you know, not so good on the yoga and the stretching and the meditation and whatnot. She actually had recruited Lane in classes that my sister and I weren't in uh, to help her out with a couple of stretches. And oh my god! Poor Lane went to this beautiful health retreat for a week, and here she is, basically tutoring my mum in exercise and um, psychology. I get the I'm feeling. Like, oh my god! Oh, I get the feeling that Lane would have kind of been on board for that. But though. also, Lane. Lane's like, this, yeah, this bitch yeah. thinks I'm some kind of, you know, surfing athlete. And it's like, nah, actually, Eddie's mum has no idea who you are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's pretty good at stretching and stuff. That's pretty much the only thing. You no know, smoothie recipes and that's it. Oh, so, that is yeah, the an best. amazing woman. I love I so, love her. Yeah. yeah, she does great work too. She's a real activist. We've had, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, she's got a bit of bite about she it. She really you know? does. She really mm, kind of pushes mm. her agenda forward, which we absolutely love. Yeah. And have, was really inspired after talking to her, actually. Yeah, uses it for good. That's for shower. Um, um, okay, so let's get cracked in. We'll give a bit of a content to everyone so they know what they can expect over the next little bit of time. Um, I want to discuss, uh, I guess, that fine line of discussing when people are at a bit of a brink or a crossroads in their relationship, knowing how much you share of your opinion and how 
how good that is for them slash you or, you know, mm-hmm, where that line mm-hmm. is on being the best friend you can be for them in that time and gauging what that is. Yeah, knowing the level of honesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about, um, I don't know, if, I think I've probably said it on this show before, but I actually feel like I've, I'm really, now I really get it, um, why I've stopped singing for many, many years um, and I think I've actually gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, well, now this makes sense. That explains why. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, but I'm so sad about that. Oh, I love to sing and I'm the worst singer. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Same. I think I want to talk about um, recruiting new gal pals, new girlfriends as adults. You know when you meet someone and you just instantly, um, you know, want to be friends with them, but how do you go about that when you're no longer at school or you're not in a mother's group together or you don't work together? You kind of have to target them and say, right, let's be friends. So how to do that. That's and it's such also, a good one. Yeah, let's get mm. cracked into that. We'll start with that because it's interesting because it's also like it's so many of those times when you go to events or you do that, that conversation does come up. And regardless of if it's authentic or not, a lot of those then fade out. So you kind of are like, mm. am I going to be the one that is going to follow this through be or is it going to be another yeah. one, that another conversation where you meet someone at a great event and then it just turns into nothing? Yeah, and I think you also you sort of have to treat it like like a date, really. Like you have to actively. This sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? You have to kind of actively pursue them. Like if you meet someone, no, but you do. Yeah, like an event, and then you're going to say, "Hey, you love to do this. I love to do that. Let's go for a walk, or let's go for coffee, or let's check out that gallery, or whatever you're you're interested in." And and you have to actually act on it because I think some people are a little embarrassed to actually make that next move. I think social media is actually an amazing. Um, space for that because you can actually connect to people that you don't, you know, you wouldn't otherwise kind of come across in your day to day. And actually, I have heaps of kind of friends on Instagram that some I've actually gone to the next step and said, hey, let's catch up, let's do something because um, you're really cool and that'd be fun. That's the best. I feel like I've rem- I remember the first time I, I did that as an adult and moved away. Um, uh, yeah, I moved away um, interstate from where I grew up and, and mum said, you know, as parents do, oh, a friend of mine's got a daughter that lives there. And I remember oh, it actually, that anxiety and that nervousness actually feeling like a first date, like a blind date. I didn't know what mm. she looked like. I met her and there is a nervousness about it. Eddie, have you done one recently? Like have you had to put this into practice or even thought about maybe having to send that first text? Yeah, there are various people, I think even people who I work with at Channel 7 but don't work in um, in Sydney. So I've kind of like got to know them through the TV, strangely, or emailing back and forth. And then when I visited their city, I'm thinking of um, a friend of mine, Erin, who's a reporter in Brisbane. And we just kind of got talking over work email. And then I actually went to Brisbane and I was like, hey, let's just catch up for, for a coffee. And, and now we're really great mates. And um, I know other people I've met, uh, another... Um, girl Jade who I met um, on a kind of trip away and we actually um, keep in touch and every time I go down to Melbourne I catch up with her so yeah I do I do it quite a bit probably maybe too much. Um. <laughs> There's a funny line because you can reach out sometimes and people might not write back like Michelle Laurie for me. Oh my god. That was so awkward because I we were both in India and you have to also be really mindful I know that it's cliche but 
you could also radio is intense. You don't want to assume there's a hard there's a it's a fine line because you're like we're both here. We're both obviously into very similar things. Do you want to catch up for a cup of tea? Mm. <laughs> but then also you have to respect that people, yeah, yeah, people are doing their own thing as well. So it's a really, it's a funny one. She didn't read my tweet because we did it on air and we no, gave her she, a bit of grief. Did she, she end said, up getting back to you at some yeah, point? Yeah, she yeah. said that she didn't actually see ah. the tweet. So it was a bit awkward. But uh, there are, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Eddie. We went back and we actually, well, yeah. we actually sussed out what it looks like on Twitter when somebody opens the message because we're like, is she lying? Yeah. <laughs> she and wasn't. That, But there is that awkwardness because you do pull yourself out there just like dating. And I think sometimes it can be even more um, volatile or you feel even more sensitive because, I don't know, dating is so – there's so many cliche things that you go about it and everybody encourages if you're single. But when it comes to friends, it's a different beast. I think you're wearing a different heart on your sleeve. I feel like you can be even more vulnerable. Have you ever been – got to set it up yourself like when you were saying your mum kind of said oh I know you know Sally's niece Sarah oh, yeah that's <laughs> never gonna work and you must catch up with it or whether you, when you go overseas and you're in yes, London for you know, three yeah. days of your holiday you must see I'm like really do I have to see that my friend, the daughter of your bridge-playing partner? No. My, yeah, my friend gets that all the time because he's gay. So everyone's like, oh, I've got a, friend, a gay friend oh, at work. Right. You know, yeah. you could be friends oh, with God. him. It's like, no, You've that's got a not, lot in common. That's not how it freaking <laughs> yeah. works. And then Christ. the other, I mean, this is probably a bit, it feels mean to say, but when you kind of break up with old friends, you know, sometimes you can, you, you try so hard to keep a friendship going oh, and you realise you haven't yeah. had anything in common since it's you can. So but, so, but you forget yeah. sometimes what it's even like in those early stages and it wasn't until you start, and I, well, I, in my experience, started making new friends as an adult, moving away from my, you know, high school group of girlfriends that you forget what it's like and the awkwardness and the do I text, do they text, or what's the deal, or how yeah. does it work? You forget what that's like with your with your friends you've grown up with because things have just yeah, felt the way so they natural. do for ages. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I still see all of my girlfriends from school. We're still very, very close. But um, and I'm also very lucky in that I've never had to move to a city where I didn't know anyone. But I mean, if that is the case, you know, for you when you're listening to this, I reckon go go for it. Don't be embarrassed to ask people, you know, ask girls to catch up and infiltrate their kind of group of friends almost and, and um, yeah, be, be pals with them. I think people get a little bit shy, don't they, and embarrassed. All I can do is say no, like national did to you and that was kind of awkward. Yeah, and I think it's so much um, worse to be in friendships that aren't servicing you than it is to feel embarrassed trying to um, infiltrate your way into mm. friends or women that are like-minded for you at the time. I mean, we're all ev- we're all evolving beasts. Like, so mm. you're not, you know, some friendships will be for life and some friendships will be for a time. That's something I've 100% had to work with and that's an overlying um, trend of mine of needing to deal with change. Um, and <laughs> for somebody that has had a lot of change in their life and has moved a lot around a lot for work, like we both did regional radio stints and, and I still have, um, you know, a couple of my besties are still from when I was 12 you know so Mm. I have that comfort but you know at the same time it's also being able to let go just as much so then you're able to uh, I suppose have that it's not a desperation but an inquisitiveness about other women because if you do continue to have not great women in your life or potentially women that you've drifted from and don't have things in common 
it doesn't give you that inquisitive nature. It just makes you sit in mm. yucky friendships and then you don't have that inquisitive nature to push yourself. You don't have the time really has that, to has kind that of push ever, yourself to meet others. Has that ever happened to you, Eddie, where you've almost kind of had to, I don't know, if a friendship is kind of naturally evolving that way and you both are becoming different people that you that you have to then step away to then make space for someone else? Um, not in a negative way. I think, um, you know, I haven't actively had to um, sever ties with anyone. I think it just becomes a natural thing. You're, you're interested in different things or you haven't seen each other for ages. It's interesting because I just got engaged and we're putting together a list of people for the wedding. Oh, and it's kind of yeah. a combination of people who from your past, but then people who you imagine yourself seeing in, in 20 years' time and, and your kids growing up together and what that will mean for your friendship kind of moving forward. But it's a real line in the sand, I think, between, yeah, these people, you might have known them for for 20-odd years, but how many times have you have you seen them lately and those people that you really want to invest that time in? It, it, it's just an interesting kind of exercise. Not to mention yeah. inviting people that invite you that you might not, necessarily think oh the then you have to you feel like, like it has true, to go both yeah. ways yeah. Tricky yeah. a lot of yeah. people see people see relationships differently mm. or, or at least see events or want to have different sides of events like so as much as there's that one line it also can be so complex because everybody has different ideas on what that event yeah, is or how many people yeah. it's really oh god that's why you just alone that, yeah that freaks seriously me out. that's my vibe did you I'm do like, it did you do oh, an yeah. engagement party as well as the wedding or are you just doing the wedding no no i won't do an engagement party it feels like a bit of a waste of money actually went to an engagement party where they had a wedding registry like oh my a, god yeah, we cannot deal for with an this. engagement party i was just no, about was like, to say that i've known people that have done on, that guys. so nah. rude just double dipping here i know thing, you know weddings are expensive when you try to make your money back in breadboards but this feels a little <laughs> bit too much but also that's i'm a, not really for engagement but that also parties. sounds kind of like a business like scheme it's like if you want to get to get like it's like we've got to make our money back because we're down it's like what the fuck that's not what this is about <laughs> how many pots and pans would that buy if in our registry? do you reckon people are legit taking things back and getting the cash you know like we've got too many of these we're, oh we're absolutely cash this in. absolutely well that's the thing like relationships have changed like gone are the days where like you are living separately and then get married and then move in like that might still happen but it's absolutely not the norm so you've yeah. already got it you've been probably been living together for five years not to mention no, i'm, I'm it's interesting when you're in the situation yourself, what what you would do. I've always been kind of anti-wishing well and anti-contributing to a gift um, as opposed to getting something individual. But I, I completely understand it now. Yeah. Because I'm kind of looking around the house going, if I was going to head off to the shop and scan some items, like what would I, do, what would I get? I yeah. could much actually rather have something like a piece of art or a sculpture or, or whatever that we can keep forever so what will um, you do for yeah. your wedding then like will you have a wishing well or you haven't figured that out no, yet no I'm, I'm, I'm anti-wishing well like i'm anti because just because you put a poem on it doesn't mean that it's not asking well. for cash no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it's always in we riddles are, we are saving for this so if you could help dip in for the blah, 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 yeah. blah, whatever Hey, darling, what rhymes with Hawaii? Yeah. yeah like, it's just, seriously, no, I've got uh, Shit. Um, so, um, no, I don't know what we'll do. Yeah, I think probably we'll have, um, like, a sculpture for the garden or something and then get people to contribute to that or, or nice. something That's like that. Good. I'm not sure. People Although will... my friend, this is very off topic, but my friend Erica has decided welding and she's like, I'm going to weld you a sculpture Shit. for your wedding. I was like, Awesome! I that know, I love sounds that. Slash, awesome. can you uh, can you can your 
your family and friends commission your friends' new hobbies? <laughs> the, is the real question. <laughs> How's that going to go down? That level. Yeah. It so better I be good. Yeah. I just really want to weld something. I'm like, sweet, whatever. Go you for it. I just want to <laughs> weld something. That's so good. Oh, Christ. Okay, right, Philip's gone up. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Right. To your story. <laughs> Don't worry. We've been waiting for you at thethinkergirls.com.au to catch I up. I want to... Um, reveal, uh, tell you a revelation that I've had. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, only a couple nights ago, and I need to preface this by saying it's probably something I've already said before. Where I'm like, I've figured out why I didn't sing for all of these years, even though I like to sing. Um, now, I, now I get it, but now I actually really do get it. You can change your mind, though. Yeah, I just feel like I was telling myself that I understood myself and I wasn't really. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> hello, hashtag 20s. <laughs> like, we all think we've got some freaking idea that we're clocking life and actually, like, hold up. I reckon that there was so much pressure that I put on myself as a as a younger person, like as a kid and growing up through my teens. Like it was so much of my identity, like the girl that could sing. Like it was, it was like oh, so you could actually sing. I learned, yes, and I love to sing. She, and do you know the weird thing is, Eddie, is you close your eyes and you think someone is standing there that's like this, like I don't know. This is what I imagine. I'm going to close my eyes and do it. Like a 48-year-old, like, black soul woman that's actually lived about 75 billion lives and is singing from some African Column. city. Yeah, like, it's yeah. insane, her voice. Like, it, it's, oh, like, wow. really... Wait, you're not going to sing anymore? Yeah. But I love jazz and blues. And Why? I lo- well, this is the thing. When I grew up, it was always like, what are you going to do when you're older? And I always just was like, oh, well, I'm going to be, like, Beyonce. Like, I was just... Well, Beyonce didn't exist but it was a, But it was a given that I was going to be a pop star I was like I don't know how I'll do it but you know I can't, I actually will be I will be a megastar like it's just something since I was very little that I thought oh yeah that's kind of the way this works but as <laughs> as as, as, I, as I kind of got older and then you know you speaking to your careers teacher you know at school and that kind of thing about okay well uni and and I lost it lost a lot of self-confidence and I feel like that's why this is so interlinked with who I am as a person and my own self-worth self-confidence I lost a lot of that so although I still would sing and still do music and stuff at school I, I didn't enjoy it, but I did it because I felt like there was all this expectation and pressure from my my family and the people around me that expected me to be that person. So then, is it because you um, you don't feel like you're the best at it, like that you're not Beyonce, so you don't want to do it, or no, you just don't enjoy it anymore, like Olympic swimmers who never swim again? I mm. think it was actually the fact that there. 
um, as you as you get older, the you know reality you know becomes a thing, and this kind of idea that I might fail and might not achieve what I always thought was kind of a given was scary. So it was easier not to try and not to fail than trying and being I don't know making a bit of a fool of myself. That was the or way falling I falling in the middle. That's the kind of the mm. way I thought about yeah. it. I'm like, well, it's easy just not not to do it. You know, you still love it though. Yeah, I you didn't. Actually, are singing a song, and it's just you and you know your family or a small audience. Do you still love singing? Um, not until like la- literally last week. So I didn't sing for all of this time. Studied it after school. Um, did music, but had no kind of. Um, I don't know, like ability to kind of perform because I was so on myself and had no kind of self-confidence without even really knowing that. Got into radio, didn't sing for literally like about, I don't know, seven or eight years until last week a friend of mine that works in um, music, she's a music teacher, she said, we've got this like um, at this shopping centre, some of my students are like getting up and like performing their instruments like (laughs) to gain confidence. Do you want to come sing at this shopping centre? And I was like, lol, at first this and I told Stacey and we were just pissing ourselves laughing. She's so random, Eddie. It's so inspiring. But, it's, it, but you went? Yes. Yeah, I know. I completely forgot about it. But her boyfriend, <laughs> I, know. I know. But I think it was probably best because we do everything together and she just obviously needed to do that on her own like and have that yeah. moment and just get that up and ma- not make it. out? Did anyone like Well, yeah. Did anyone put money in? Yeah, there was, yeah, because they were raising money for Sydney Children's Hospital. All these people putting all this cash in and so many nice comments like, you're a beautiful duo, this dude that was playing guitar. And I felt alive and I felt like it just oh, – it was lovely. It was unreal and I was thinking about that and contemplating that after and even my boyfriend said to me, oh, you – like he was in he was in awe of me because I think the whole time we've been together there's been this whole kind of – this troubled soul. Like someone says, are you singing, Christine? I just feel like digging a hole and jumping in it because I'm like there's Aww. this there's this talent that I have and I'm just not using it and I'm mad at myself and I'm disappointed that people are disappointed and all this stuff How that no lovely one... to, to find that again though. Mm. But That's it was amazing. I was, and then I think when you start back at this place, you start thinking about it differently. Like you, even how it, you know we're talking about you get a gig on a Sunday, and then we can all go have oh, a red wine and sit in some bar together so, and, and just listen to you sing. And that it comes from a this lovely nourishing place rather than this aggressive expectation or ambition. The, the you know? pressure's off. And the revelation mm. I had the other night, I was writing my journal thinking about this and I was thinking, why all this time did I not do something that I really love to do? And the way oh, that I... that's just beautiful. The way that I think about it and the way I think about singing is like literally standing naked, ripping out your my heart from my chest and pretty much standing there and, and inviting people to judge me. And I think for mm. such a long time, I didn't feel like I was in a stable enough personal place to be able to invite that in. And, mm. it, and it might sound like quite dramatic or whatever, but I've only finally got to, I don't know, to understand that that's the way I felt about it for all of this time. But everyone time. has safe spaces too. I know this is so not a great example, but mm. this is what I thought of. It's like when I refused to go to yoga classes with people for a while. Yeah. It was like my safe space, yeah. my spiritual place. Mm-hmm. I would meditate and cross over at the end of classes. Like I had this place and I wouldn't tell anyone I could see anything after. You know, all that place where you feel connected to a different source yeah. and, and it's so private and so... 
I don't know, you're passionate in a way and you don't see how that, that it's so exposing to share it. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I think, yeah, people have those little inside bits. It just so happened that people saw yours before you were probably ready for them to all see it. Yeah. Well, as someone who can't sing and, in fact, was told last Christmas by my fiancé that I was ruining Christmas <laughs> by singing carols around the house. That's the best. Um, ruining I feel like I want to be like that witch in The Little Mermaid who steals Ariel's voice. <laughs> Ursula. Um, Ursula, Ursula, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're not going to use it, I'm going to Ursula the shit out of you <laughs> and take your voice and have it. So get in line, Eddie. Get in line. I feel like you've got to use it. Because not everyone can be a 46-year-old African woman living in Harlem and singing in gospel church. So, so that is it's, it's so true. And I said this the other day to a friend when I was explaining what you did. I was like, I also think, and I've never said this to you in person because there's so much weight around it, but I was like, I just don't think people are given a gift like that not to have, have it somewhere. You know, like yeah. people, it is a gift. Like, not that you have an expectation to give it to other people, but for yourself. Mm. You know, like if that's how you feel, then, you know, it should be out. It should be expressed. Mm. And I think way too much about not given. what people think and being judged and, um, yeah, other people's opinions. And really, who cares? Mm. Um, I know. It takes yeah. you a while to get there. It does. Well, yeah, it's taken, it does. It's it does taken take me a long time. I had to sort out a lot of stuff that you don't realise is so interconnected to all other stuff oh, until yeah. you start to, you know, uncover things. You go, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, it's a nice place to have arriven. Yes. Arriven? Mm. Not uh, a word. Arrived. arrived. Not arrived. a word. <laughs> arrived. But anyway, I've arrived. Well, I reckon the girls are over, Sharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. We've yeah. got to wrap this up and let you go, but I want to quickly touch on um, on this friendship breakup thing because it is an interesting one in terms of the two scenarios that I've had in the past. Now, one of them has been that uh, I've had a friend that's um, been cheated on before and you get to this to this place where you're, I don't know, incredibly... Um, protective and hurt and betrayed for them and and with them and and you see it all happen and then there's another example that I've had where there's just a a long-term relationship that's kind of come to an end Mm. and in those both scenarios I've been a person that has been that first person on the end of the phone going which is such a big responsibility too yeah I'm that in a lot of people's lives so it's hard to gauge because for a long time I'm a pretty straight shooter and I and I I say it straight but I have also realized the older I get um that everybody I don't know the way that you love is also about picking up how people what their needs are at that time and it might not always be the way you see it to be delivered and and realizing the weight of your opinion is so different for everyone yeah and I still believe to some degree that enabling people isn't great and in one of the scenarios I felt that in the cheating scenario that a lot of people around this friend were enabling bad behavior from this this particular guy and I felt like I was really the only person in her life that was strong enough to say this you deserve better than this behavior well i think yeah. because it's easier to make those excuses to be like it'll get better babe because you are thinking about your own friendship with that person but too. what ended up happening with that friendship was that it would it backfired so she got back with him and then it was a disaster for a little bit. And we're well, fine. I've been in the yeah. opposite situation where I had a boyfriend who was cheating on me and evidently everyone knew about it except me. And then it took one girlfriend to actually pull me aside. And I remember the night so clearly because we were 
um, at uni in, in Bathurst in, in regional New South Wales. And we, he, she took me down the street and I was like, what's, what's going on? What's, what's up? And she told me that he had been cheating on me and told me everything. And I will always remember that I just she got was the one through my whole put body. her hand up. It yeah, made me so emotional. Exactly that. You deserve better. And you know what? Stupidly, I went back to him and I stayed with him for another few months. Mm-hmm. And then I came to my senses, as, you know, so many women do. Uh, and I never thought I'd be that woman who would go back to someone who cheated on me, but I was. And But we're still such good friends, um, Carla and I. And I just, I will never forget her taking that time and, and caring enough. To, to, to be the one, yeah. To be the one, because yeah. yeah, it could have gone horribly wrong, horribly, horribly wrong. But um, yeah, that made yeah, my heart. I made me really. I got really teary hearing that because I think I, I was that girl, and that mm. in, a lot of people think that sometimes it's you shooting your mouth off and you, you know, um, oh God, she's got to be the one to do that or be the one to have the tough conversations, and it's an easy thing for characters like Carla and me, like, mm. but it's not. It's the harder option a lot of the time, and that's yeah. sometimes not appreciated, I think, mm. for people that do push through and have difficult conversations because on the outside you may look like you're the confident friend. And I think it's different, though, if you just don't like them. You know, like... I, I oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah. There's know, plenty of those that I've yeah. shut up about. Like, don't get me wrong. yeah. I think it's like going and choosing a wedding dress with someone. I went shopping with a, for a wedding dress with a friend and you just can't say not that one because if that's the one they choose, then they know that you didn't like it. Yes. Oh, you kind of got to be a bit like... Yes. yes. But this is the fine line. It. This is the fine line that I speak of. So I think it's like with boys, you go, I think he's great, but maybe... Yeah, but are there certain friends, Eddie, that you are there certain friends, Eddie, that you don't tread that line with that you're actually really truly truthful with? Yeah, totally. My my best mates, I'd be like, it's bloody awful, get it off. Um, but, but there's a f- yeah, they're yeah. minimal, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, there's a few, but not like not my closest mates. I think I would pride myself on um, you know being being quite honest with them and, and vice versa. Because I think you have to also trust that your friendship is at a place where it yeah. can survive it. Mm. I mean, it was really scary for a bit there for me. I, and so I did learn, I think, moving on to the other friendship that I was the call, you know, mm. the person that she called. I did learn from that though, you know, because this particular person that I, you know, that went back to the cheater and all that is like a sister, you know, we're mega close. This isn't just a random person. And it, it was really hard for a bit there. And I, I learned from it as much as I don't think I would do anything well I wouldn't do much differently I guess I learned that you do need to gauge as you go with where people are at the time and I suppose stand alongside them rather than try and step too far ahead of them I think that's what yeah. I learned yeah um, because uh, I think softly, in, softly. Yeah, yeah in that instance I stepped ahead and was like no I'm over here and you can't go there you and can't did go it work, back there did it work better second time around after learning that yeah, yeah I think so I think I was able to gauge that she wasn't quite ahead and so mm. I didn't go, yeah, this guy sounds like a fuckhead. You need to get out, um, even though I thought that. Yeah. And I, I, you know what else I did? I told my own stories. I told my own experiences. So I was like, look, for me, this is what happened when I was in a long-term relationship and it didn't really work and blah, blah, blah. Without directly saying yeah, what you think for her. Yeah. You, you kind of have to then come to those decisions on your own. What's the saying? You can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. Yeah. 
Okay. And I think also you have to appreciate it from both perspectives that you don't know everything that's going on in their relationship. So true, yeah. Um, and also when sometimes when you're in a relationship, you actually can't see out either, you know, and you can't see the kind of forest for the trees. Oh, so yeah. I think I've... you just have to be really gentle about it if you're going to do it. I feel like that sometimes that there's certain friends in my life, I reckon you're one of them, Stace, where I'm like, you, like often you'll, you'll just hear the bad. Because I do. I'm not telling you, oh, my God, Zane was so oh, lovely gosh, and so yeah. romantic and he did all of this. Like, that's just for us because that's private, you know. But if we have a, yeah. you know, a fight or something goes oh, on, or he, you're, you're copying yeah. all of that. So mm. then sometimes... Remember, yeah. my, my mum said to me recently, remember how desperately sad you were when you were single? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. mum. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking, man, I was having the best time ever. But, of course, you don't go home and tell your mum yeah. that, you know, like you picked up this random guy and, and so how great true. it was and all the rest of it. You're only going to them and saying how how yes. lonely you are or how shit you are when you're down and you forget to say, oh, but we probably don't tell your mum all that stuff. That's yeah. not <laughs> Imagine that. Um, mum had the best one yeah. night stand. It was really great. <laughs> yeah, mum. Three orgasms, mum. was <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. So it's so true. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, it is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think those mates as well, you've got to try and – the mates that you can unload to know you enough to know that things aren't all bad because yes. they know you, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. you can trust yeah. that yeah. as well. Um, in, ca- in the case of One Night Stands with mums, they're going to miss it. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's, not, it's not anyone's fault there. It's just the way that it, it works. It's a good lesson too in, in when you're talking to your girlfriends. Like don't always just have – bad stuff to say. But it's you know, so funny. I've recently... It's about dads or partners mm, or whatever. Yeah, I think I've more recently got... Not, you do go to say the bad stuff first. Like I've recently got more good stuff than I think I've got bad. And you kind of sometimes have to push through saying the good stuff a bit more because I think as women we often... I don't know if it's women or men or what it is, but it's just also that place where you're like, am I going to sound like I'm up bragging? I or, think it's an Aussie know, thing like, too. Yeah. This like, oh, you just yeah. come in yeah. telling the world you're so happy. What's yeah. the problem in your yeah. life? It's stupid. Yeah, I've I, tried I get to what you mean though. Push through with that lately, like and say and saying the good things in my life first, rather than yeah. feeling like I have to even counterbalance that. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, but it is an uncomfortable place. It's not the more. It's the the bad is the more comfortable. Well, I feel like you relate to people often on the more negative things also. Yeah. Like it's a way yeah. to connect with people. You go, oh, how shit was this today, or the traffic, or oh my god, this thing blew up, you know, in my life. And they're like, oh my god, like neg. It's funny. We all relate really easily to negativity. Yeah, it's a tr- yeah, it's an and sometimes you don't want to like people. I don't know. I think it's a myth that people don't want to celebrate other people's success. But I think, yeah, you, people are embarrassed to to sort of share, um, yeah, share their own kind of mini triumphs and and mini victories too. Yeah, I reckon we got to do more of that. We should do that this week and put we it as should. our intention, everyone. Yeah, if you're feeling good, just say it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have that as homework. Oh, Eddie, what a delight. I'm going to say it's been very delightful talking to you. Oh, what a positive way to end. See, celebrating the positivity. Look at that. Celebrating the positivity. No, thank you so much for having me on. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Um, so anytime, yeah, anytime. We would very lo- happy to come in. We would love to get you back in. Yeah, we'll have to get you on the studio on the, uh, the yeah. radio show one time too. We'll think of some fun little cheeky chats to have because this has been the best. I put my thinking cap Um, on. Yes, please. Uh, Eddie Bartholomew, you can find on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram and, of course, on Sunrise on Channel 7 each and every morning with a smiley face. Um, We can't wait to wake up with you in the morning and thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you, girls. Have a great night. Thanks, Eddie. If you want to listen to any of our other shows, the thinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of our chats with all different uh, interesting cats that we talk about. Just bits of everything. So good. The thinkergirls.com.au. Till next week. Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram, or the thinkergirls.com.au. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.